Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. So you want your charity to succeed. It's no secret that combining online and offline techniques is the key to modern day fundraising success. And practical advice is what you need. The Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart is the perfect place to learn from experts around the world who, along with our host, provide advice you can use. Ted Hart is without a doubt one of the foremost nonprofit thought leaders. Also a successful author, his books cover a broad range of topics from major gift fundraising to use of social media and how to succeed online. Ted lectures around the world, but now he's here for you. From the latest in charity news, technology, fundraising, and social networking, Ted and his guests help you maneuver through this economic downturn in the charitable sector to greater levels of efficiency and fundraising success. Remember, this is a live call-in show. Become part of the show by adding your voice. Call now at 347-324-3080. After the show, you can find all our podcasts at tedhart.com. Just click on radio links. Don't forget to dial 347-324-3080. Now, welcome the host of The Nonprofit Coach, Ted Hart. And welcome here to the latest edition of The Nonprofit Coach. This is Ted Hart, your host, and this is April 2nd, 2013. And I'm coming to you live from the global headquarters of the Charities Aid Foundation of America, for those of you who may be new to the show, this is a live call-in show, as the announcer just said. You can dial in. You can also uh, join us over in the chat room. You can ask questions there, or you can email me your questions for our page two guest today at tedhart at tedhart.com. As always here on The Nonprofit Coach, we always start with page one news. Over on page one news, you can follow along at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. You will find a link from Nonprofit 2.0. This is social networking and new media marketing for nonprofits and associations. And they're providing to us today seven reasons your grant proposals are being rejected. Uh, so read through this and make sure that you are doing all that you can to help make sure that your grant proposals are being given a fair opportunity for funding. You can find that over in the radio links today at tedhart.com. Um, next up here on the Nonprofit Coach is a new announcement. Uh, we've got actually a couple things here from uh, from Google uh, today, and I think actually we're going to start off with a little uh, music here, and then you'll be able to figure out uh, potentially what I'm talking about. Special too. 
want to do something special for. We want to do something special today for Google nonprofits. Two years of Google nonprofits. They celebrated on Tuesday, March 19th, their second birthday. So you can read all about it over in the radio links today. You can also go to Google for nonprofits.blogspot.com or google.com forward slash nonprofits. Um, as you know, here on the Nonprofit Coach and the six pillars of success for nonprofit organizations, number six is Google and the suite of services that they provide for free to nonprofit organizations. And so we do want to take this opportunity to wish a second happy birthday to Google for nonprofits. Our next announcement uh, here coming up from uh, Google, we also have a little bit of uh, background information for you on this new service being offered by Google. Take a listen. Life, it's busy. Wouldn't it be nice to have a central place where you could save what's on your mind? With Google Keep, you can stay on top of your world by quickly and easily organizing everything you want to remember. No matter where you are, finalize door list for Thursday's gig. So when you find inspiration, you can file away your ideas. And Google Keep stores them safely across all your devices. When the time comes, you'll have everything covered. Save what's on your mind. Google Keep. Just announced uh, last week is Google Keep. You can create notes, checklists, photos, voice memos, and all of these are synced across your devices. So you can download this on your iPod or on your iPad uh, or uh, via uh, Android version of Google Keep as well. Um, and uh, this is terrific. I've downloaded this. This uh, is their competitor to Evernote. Uh, so if you've uh, used Evernote, you'd be familiar with this kind of quick opportunity to keep track of all the things that you're thinking of, things that you need to do. Uh, but now it's right going to be in the palm of your hand. So uh, take a look at google.com forward slash keep, K-E-E-P. And of course, you can find a link to that service over in the radio links today at tedhart.com. Uh, next up here on uh, the Nonprofit Coach, it's uh, my pleasure uh, to welcome a good friend. Uh, Neil Galliford is uh, calling in today from Toronto. Uh, Neil, you've got uh, some uh, big news about the May 2nd, 4th Annual Digital Leap Conference that's going to be taking place uh, up in uh, uh, Canada, up in Toronto. Uh, what's going on? Some really exciting news. Well, uh, it's uh, it's just one month out to uh, Digital Leap, so we're all getting ready and uh, marshalling all the speakers. We've got a great lineup of speakers. Uh, we've got uh, people from Blackboard. We've got experts in mobile giving and, and YouTube. And you know what? Ted Hart himself is going to be speaking at the conference. Ted, what are you going to be talking about? Yeah, well, I'm going to be talking about the uh, up in Canada, the five pillars of success. Now, here on the show, we talk a lot about the six pillars of success. The one pillar that disappears in the international and the uh, Canadian market is that of GuideStar, uh, which is a, a very important uh, pillar here in the United States. But um, I'm going to be talking about the five pillars of success and how you can organize all the various services of mobile, uh, Internet uh, services to maximize success for your organization. Yeah, it's fantastic, and I know you're always well-received up here. You're you're uh, very popular with the Canadian audience, so uh, we're all looking forward to hearing you speak once again. Uh, it's our fourth year this year. I think we can safely say we're a well-established conference. 
Uh, we still managed to keep the price low for for our uh, non not for profit uh, audience, uh, mostly through, because of the uh, the great uh, sponsors we have. Uh, fortunately, the uh, early bird uh, rate has already closed. It closed uh, last Friday, but uh, it's still a, a lot of a lot of early registrations uh, this year. So uh, I think folks that are planning uh, to uh, get to Digital Leap should probably go and get their uh, their tickets right away. They absolutely should. We're uh, we're ahead of last year already in the registrations, uh, and it's still quite a reasonable price. It's only two hundred and ten dollars for a one day uh, conference. Although, if you bring a friend, uh, you can save twenty five dollars each, and both of you get to come for uh, one hundred and eighty five dollars each. So, yeah, and that's um, really quite a deal. We really encourage it folks is. to to bring a board member or to bring someone on your staff because it's always uh, nice to uh, to learn sort of buddy system. Yeah, it is. It's a very good. Uh, it's a very good way, and I'm very appreciative of the idea. Um, if people want to register, they can go to digitalleap.org. Uh, the registration is uh, open. It's an Eventbrite uh, page, but you go to digitalleap.org. You can look at the whole uh, list of speakers and their topics, and uh, click on re- register, and away you go. And this conference is also approved for CFRE continuing education credits, uh, so those who are uh, working on uh, either renewing or obtaining a CFRE designation, this is a great conference uh, to be able to uh, catch up on the points that you need. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I, it's it's actually pending. Technically, it's pending, but I'm sure we'll have our uh, registration it, by the time approved the conference in, in prior year. So I, uh, I think uh, where it, it's a solid education opportunity. Uh, well, Neil, thanks for uh, for calling in. Uh, we do have a radio link uh, today over at tedhart.com, uh, just so that uh, we can make it even easier when you're over there checking out all the other uh, radio links. You can go ahead and just click on Digital Leap. Uh, quite a good website. Uh, walks you through uh, all the material that you need uh, for the registration. Uh, really great uh, venue, the Art Gallery of Ontario, and that's why registration early is so important because we are somewhat limited in the space that uh, that we have at the Art Gallery. Um, so making sure that you've got a spot, uh, you should probably go ahead and register today. Absolutely, and uh, you have a good day, Ted. Absolutely. And have a great show. Yeah, Neil, thanks so much for uh, for calling in. That's Neil Galliford uh, from uh, Stephen Thomas in Toronto, uh, the co-sponsor and co-host of Digital Leap 2013. Uh, terrific team up there and uh, always a fantastic conference. Make sure that you check that out uh, today and get registered. Next up here on the radio links uh, here on the Nonprofit Coach, we turn to Social Driver. Socialdriver.com is sharing with you 38 what they call best nonprofit website designs for 2013. Uh, some very, very good website designs. I'm not quite sure that I would agree that these are 38 of the very best, but they're a good indication of the diversity of website designs for nonprofit organizations. And I think it's a very, very good list to go to um, so that you can get a, a sense of the breadth and depth of where your website should be going. Uh, certainly, some best practices. Uh, on these websites. So I, I would say this is probably a uh, list more of 38 nonprofit websites using best practices. Uh, but check that out. That's available in the radio links today at tedhart.com. Uh, uh, next up here on the Nonprofit Coach, another good friend of uh, the Nonprofit Coach, Pat Pasquale is here. Uh, she's coming to us from the Foundation Center with uh, a couple of announcements of some things coming up. Uh, welcome back to the show, Pat Pasquale. 
Thank you, Ted. It's always glad. I'm always glad to speak with you. And yeah, and, have and Pat, I just want to make note before you get started that uh, uh, you have been a page two uh, expert guest here on the Nonprofit Coach, and your show and your your time here on the show is always uh, one of the top podcasts of, uh, for listeners. So you've always got very important information to share with folks. So what's going on at the Foundation Center? Well, we've been doing quite a few things since last we spoke, so I'm going to focus just on two. Uh, and they're kind of new. It's the Foundation Center's creation of special portals, subject portals, uh, where you can find information about targeted topics. Uh, and the one that came out most recently is a really important one, Strengthening the Field of Black Male Achievement. And on that site you'll find information about funders thinking about this, best practices, mapping tools, and collected resources on the topic. So it's a really important topic in society and a new sort of resource that the center is putting out. That's terrific. Um, we do have a, a link to the Foundation Center today in the radio links. Right. The other sort of one is sort of really important tool that's coming out is a new database of um, Mexican philanthropies, 22,000 Mexican philanthropies are now in a database called Fondos a la Vista, and excuse my Spanish, but it's a, it's a, it's a um, project between the Foundation Center and Mexican philanthropy, and you can go in, it's a free database, and see funders who are funding in Mexico, Mexican funders who are funding in Mexico. The hitch right now is it is in Spanish. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Know. But we know that... Um, International philanthropy is growing, and the Foundation Center is really trying to expand its resources in this area. And Fondos Ala Vista is a great is a great start. That's that's terrific. Of course, that's a topic near and dear to the heart of CAF America uh, as an organization that about fifty six million dollars each year donated around the world on behalf of uh, foundations, corporations, and high net worth individuals. And uh, certainly, Mexico is one of the uh, areas that CAF America provides services to. Uh, being the organization that serves Canada, the United States, and Mexico. So that's a terrific uh, website, terrific uh, service that uh, Foundation Center is providing. Uh, you've got some uh, some training coming up as well? Oh, yes, we have training, our international training, which is near and dear to your heart as well. May is our international um, focus on international funding month. Uh, we've been doing this for the last three years, and it's really um, a great program, which we're going to try to film some of the programs this year. That's our That's our our pilot is, is filming some of them. We have our New York uh, manager of international data collection coming down to talk about how we are collecting information from around the world um, that will lead to more tools like Fondos. And we have a South Korean intern in our office this, this quarter who's actually looking at South Korean charities and setting up information there. But the other programs are on uh, Tell Me a Story, where we have Nancy Bosker, an international fundraising consultant. She's going to talk about how you tell your story if you're an international organization. But my favorite is the Lubotu Library and how it grew. Um, Jane Myers, a professional librarian, went over to Zambia and now has this wonderful collection of libraries uh, in conjunction with um, U.S. government money and private money. But she's a real expert on how you start and use the community and build. She went from a flatbread truck to libraries in Zambia. So that's my favorite of the month's programs. Well, that's uh, and, and obviously that's going to be a very uh, fascinating story uh, for for everyone. Now, how do uh, folks register and uh, benefit from the training at the Foundation Center? Uh, the best thing to do is to go on Grant Space. That's Grant. The word Grant. The word Space. No space between. Dot org. That's our training site, and there's a collection. There's a calendar tab. If you click down on that, and then 
click to the Washington page because we have all the libraries on this on this calendar. But if you click on the, the, the delimiter that says Washington in May, you'll see all of the programs listed. And we have a little world little world symbol next to the programs that are on the international program, so they're easy to spot. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, Pat Pasquale, again, thank you uh, so much. All the wonderful work that uh, that you are doing uh, at the Washington D.C. Washington uh, Foundation Center, uh, always bringing us uh, very important information uh, about the foundation. Well, I hope that you'll come back soon um, and make sure that we stay on top of all the wonderful things that are happening uh, at the foundation center. Thank you, Ted, and we look forward to having you do a podcast of International Month. So we will yeah, I think we're working that. Uh, working that out. So uh, right. that'll be uh, scheduled. So we'll make sure that uh, uh, we get you uh, on the show to uh, promote that. Uh, we'll be uh, coming back from spring hiatus, uh, so there will be a show on April 30th. Uh, so that may be a good show to uh, do the promote further promotions of International Month. Okay, thank you. Terrific. Wonderful. That is Pat Pasquale from the Foundation Center uh, joining us here on the Nonprofit Coach. Always a big uh, uh, plus for us to know what's going on at the Foundation Center. Uh, next up, another uh, good friend making a, a, an announcement uh, uh, for our next show, which is uh, April 30th. Susan McDermott is here uh, from uh, John Wiley & Sons. Hey, Susan, how are you? I'm great, Ted. How are you? Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, great to have you back. Now, um, you're uh, always bringing us great news about the for our AFP Wiley radio show here on the Nonprofit Coach, and uh, that next show is scheduled for April 30th. Who's going to be our guest? Yeah, absolutely, uh, and everyone can mark their calendars for this one. Uh, your guests are going to be Penelope Cagney and Bernard Ross, who um, are the editors and authors of Global Fundraising, How the World is Changing the Rules of Philanthropy, which is um, a practical guide to the challenges and successes of global fundraising, and it's written by um, a really amazing uh, international team of, of, of respected philanthropy professionals. Yeah, absolutely. And what a nice lead-in. You were just listening to uh, Pat Pasquale and the uh, International Training Month at uh, the Foundation Center is May. Uh, so right right uh, on the doorstep of that, uh, we'll have a global giving show. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's going to fit in really well. And I, and I think that they, um, they have some terrific insights that, that come from their, their contributing authors. And I think you're really going to enjoy talking to both of them. Well, I'm sure that uh, just as most of the AFP Wiley uh, radio shows are some of the most popular here on the Nonprofit Coach, I have no doubt that April 30th in this uh, special announcement of Global Giving and terrific authors uh, of this uh, of this John Wiley and Sons book. Uh, thank you, Susan, for bringing uh, them to the Nonprofit Coach for the AFP Wiley radio show on April 30th. Yeah, thank you so much, Ted, and thanks for the opportunity. And uh, guests can get their hands on the book. It's out right now, just published a couple weeks ago. And and um, uh, Penelope and Bernard are um, going to be doing a book signing at ASP um, in San Diego next week. So oh, terrific. If any of oh, our terrific. listeners are can get it there in San Diego, then, uh, absolutely. They can stop by and meet the authors in person. Wonderful. Well, that's uh, that's terrific. That's Susan McDermott from John Wiley and Sons, as always, joining us here on the Nonprofit Coach to bring us the good news uh, about the uh, important authors from the AFP Wiley uh, book series, and uh, they will be the speaker here on the AFP Wiley radio show on April 30th. Uh, next up here on uh, the Nonprofit Coach um, is uh, just a, a, a little bit of, a, of an announcement here uh, from uh, from our programming, and that is just 
to uh, remind everybody that uh, after today's show, we will go on spring hiatus. Uh, we will not have a live show for April 9th, 16th, or 23rd. That's a combination of your host's uh, travel in Europe and uh, your host's birthday. Uh, so we will uh, come back, as Susan McDermott just uh, noted. Uh, we will be back for the weekly shows uh, starting on April 30th. And with that, uh, we're now ready to head on over to page two. It is such a pleasure to have uh, Greg McCall back here on the Nonprofit Coach. Uh, he is known as a serial social entrepreneur. In 2002, he founded the hugely successful C Market, uh, which is now called Bidding for Good. Uh, his first do-good venture was Bidding for Good. Uh, and that has changed the $18 billion a year nonprofit auction market by delivering web-based tools for that enable nonprofit organizations to better manage and market their charitable charitable auctions to uh, constituencies to raise more money, and that has been hugely uh, successful. And now today, uh, Greg is here on the Nonprofit Coach uh, to talk uh, to us about uh, the launch of um, the next generation of Good Together. Uh, so I'm eager to know more about that, and of course, this is uh, uh, going to uh, change the face of um, uh, smartphones and social media. Greg McHale, welcome here to the Nonprofit Coach. Ted, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Greg, this uh, you, you always uh, are on the cutting edge. You're looking to help nonprofits be on the cutting edge, and we uh, appreciate and applaud that here on the Nonprofit Coach. Uh, why don't we start off uh, with uh, uh, taking a look back a little bit, because we've got uh, time to talk about good together, and that's what we really want to focus on. But uh, bring us up to date on the wonderful work of bidding for good and, and what's what's happening there and, and how you really revolutionized uh, auctions for nonprofit organizations. You know, it's it's uh, it's sort of a it's a pretty amazing success story. It was um, a sort of dumb idea that I had in the late '90s. You know, that using the interwebs to help uh, nonprofits reach more of their constituency and raise more money. We founded it in the spring of 2002, and by the fall of 2002, the first nonprofits were using it. And I have to be honest, I, at that point in time, I had dabbled in nonprofits, but I was not a big nonprofit guy. But boy, when you can help nonprofits do better, um, it's a really cool thing. And, and so, doing, doing a, better is, is an understatement. You've raised a ton of money over a bidding for good. Yeah, they, they and, and I left uh, bidding for good several years ago to go off and, and, and found good together, but they continue to do just amazing stuff. And it's as I run around doing what we're doing today with uh, smartphones and, and doing good, it's so cool to run into so many nonprofits who use Bidding for Good, who love Bidding for Good, who run their auctions annually on Bidding for Good. Um, it's just a cool thing. It's, it's you know, uh, it really has impacted the space. Nonprofits make their auctions more efficient, reach more of their constituency, raise more money. Um, the you know success rate is terrific. The renewal rate is terrific, and that speaks and, to and really and really has uh, operationalized the 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 notion of sort of friends supporting friends giving to charities because that that platform expands uh, beyond the audience of the people who are actually there um, and has really revolutionized auctions for a lot of nonprofits. So this is the kind of innovative thinking that you bring to the nonprofit sector. Um, and now you've got a new topic, and uh, I'm eager for you to share with everyone uh, what uh, Good Together is going to be all about. 
So two things. One, I've long been fascinated by the relationship between businesses and nonprofits and people who care. Um, and then the, on the other hand, um, incredibly fascinated. I'm a, I'm a geek, um, and I love technology, and I love smartphones. And so looking at smartphones and smartphone adoption rates, tablet adoption rates, how people are using them, how they have quickly become the most important devices sort of in their life um, speaks to how they how nonprofits need to use those things. By, by the end of 2015, you're going to have more web traffic coming off of tablets and smartphones than you will off of desktops and laptops. Well, give that give that, that statistic again because I think that, that is a launching point for today's discussion that's terribly important for all nonprofits to understand. By the end of 2015, so two years from now, uh, a little over two years from now, you're going to have more Internet traffic, more web traffic generated through smartphones and tablets than you will have off of desktops and laptops. And, and that means that the, 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 the clock is literally ticking. I mean, I, it, it, it's amazing to me the number of nonprofits when I'm lecturing and, and training and certainly on this show um, who are still sort of getting around to having a serious web presence. Um, and, and, and exactly, and that that is that is that that is still important. And, let, and let's let's be very clear that that uh, web presence is still going to here on the nonprofit coach be the number one pillar of success for nonprofits. And either, even though 2015 is around the corner, it's not going to eclipse the web. But what it's saying is that there's a dual track, and the train is picking up steam. And on that dual track is what. Uh, at, at the end of, just to further frame the numbers, at the end of January of this year, there, were, there was over 129 million smartphones. This does not even include tablets. Smartphone customers in the U.S. And, and one of the key things here is how we use our smartphones. Uh, they're not just communications devices. They're not just how we make phone calls. You know, statistically, they're how we socialize. They're how we share information. They're how we shop. Um, and you start looking at the penetration in different age groups, millennials or moms, and the numbers really sort of blow you, blow, certainly blow me away about sure. how important these devices are becoming to people as they navigate through their daily lives. Well, and, and when you add to that the the estimate of the number of households that now do not have landline phones, they only have cell phones, uh, and the number of particularly young people uh, who do not have desktop computers. One of the interesting things is that as I was looking into this, and we ultimately have global aspirations for this, so that's why I've looked at this sort of around the world. It's different here in the U.S., but around the world, you have entire countries that are going from nothing to smartphones and fast data connection and who will never transition the whole desktop, laptop phase of life. Now, because the U.S. They, they, don't, they don't have the, the, the hardwired infrastructure in their country, but cell towers uh, exactly. can go up and can link long distances much faster. Exactly. You're seeing this all over Africa. You're seeing it in India. You're seeing it on a global basis. And so these devices become so important in our lives. It's why there's a lot of people who are looking very seriously at and a lot of very big companies working toward 
putting your wallet, and there's arguments for, for and against, and I take no position on this, but there's a lot of people, a lot of big companies who are working toward putting your wallet in your smartphone because the experience can be very rich when you use your smartphone to pay and you get an instant receipt and you get a discount coupon for the next time you want to go to the store and so on and so forth. And so they're doing that because these devices, we might forget our wallet, but we almost never forget our smartphone. And so the numbers are so big. And, and, and increasingly, to... you don't need a wallet because your cell phone, through a variety of different uh, services, can allow you to make purchases now. Exactly. That's it, exactly. And so these things are becoming so important to us. And one of the interesting things from my perspective is if you can communicate with people when they're out of home uh, and with geographic context to things, well, that makes the information that much more useful to them. You know, there's a, there's a big difference between reaching somebody through their email account and they see something or don't see something, or you reach them in their smartphone when they're walking down Main Street of any town USA. And that's, so that's where the idea came together for me. You can, put, you can safely put forward that every single business in America does good somehow. Uh, the Target store does, the department store does, the pizza shop does. They all support what we, what you and I know as classic 501c3 nonprofits, but the community groups, the booster club for the football team and the, the park beautification group. And these businesses all support intensely local causes. And the people in those cities and towns care about those intensely local causes. And so I started to think about how you could connect consumers who care to businesses that do good and the causes that they both support. And so we'll be rolling this out in June in Boston, then some additional uh, markets as we move through the rest of the year, and then a national launch probably next year, early next year. And the idea is really simple. We're, we're, we have it's called the Do Good app. It will be available in the stores in uh, uh, June in the stores and the download stores in June, um, and within it, businesses who do good can be in our platform, and nonprofits who need your help. The ways that you can engage events, volunteering, in-kind donations for nonprofits is completely free. Business partners pay to be part of this, but it's a very small fee. And what you see is this linkage between the business that does good. And the really typical thing, we're working closely with the folks at the National Restaurant Association. It turns out restaurants across the country do over $3 billion a year in direct support for local nonprofit causes. You see it all the time. The fundraiser on a Monday night for whatever the cause is, and 10% of the check goes to benefit a certain nonprofit. These are opportunities to tell people about the good that's being done for more people to get involved, for more people to take a part of, take part in what we call that do-good deal, to go to that restaurant, to buy the good service from the particular retailer, because as a result of that, good will happen for a nonprofit. A portion of the proceeds will go to benefit the nonprofit cost. We want to turn doing good into something that's mobile and social and local, and for our partners, is both manageable and measurable because we can make doing good good for businesses in that it promotes their business and improves their business 
they'll do more good, and if they do that, more nonprofits will benefit. That's sort of the simple idea behind it. Well, and it's 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 a it's a simple idea, and certainly um, something that anyone can see would be beneficial. But um, we're going to take a, a quick break, and when you come back, what I'd like you to explain is how this technologically uh, can work uh, for our listeners uh, here on the nonprofit coach. And we'll be right back after this break. Now grab your uh, pencils or make sure that uh, you are signed up to receive the P2Pfundraising.org newsletter, and you can sign up for that at tedhart.com. The people-to-people fundraising newsletter will keep you up to uh, speed on what's happening here on the Nonprofit Coach. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, just by way of schedule, there are no live shows on April 9th, 16th, or 23rd. So in other words, from now, from this show uh, through April 30th, we will be on our spring hiatus. Um, And that's a great time to catch up on the top ten shows of all time. Uh, So we have provided that link uh, for you uh, in the radio links today and certainly in the newsletter. We will be back, as Susan McDermott mentioned, with uh, Global Giving here on the Nonprofit Coach on April 30th. We'll be followed by um, the Bank of America High Net Worth Study uh, will be um, talked about here and help you understand how nonprofit organizations can benefit from that on May 7th. Uh, Mark Pittman uh, from uh, the Blackboard uh, E-Experts uh, book uh, will be here to talk about um, Ask Without Fear uh, fundraising. He'll be here on May 14th. And then Janice Galpetti, always a favorite wherever she speaks, will be talking about fundraising strategy here on the Nonprofit Coach on May 21st. Each of those shows, of course, are at 12 noon Eastern, and you can get the entire schedule uh, by going to tedhearts.com. Click on radio links, and you'll be able to not only see all the upcoming shows, but also all of our podcasts. Nonprofit Coach Radio Show has tripled in size in just the last year uh, with tens of thousands of listeners here on the Nonprofit Coach. We're very proud of that, and that is an indication of the terrific guests that we have here on the Nonprofit Coach. That is our program note, and so we're going to head back over uh, to our page two expert, Greg McHale, here on the Nonprofit Coach. Remember, our podcasts and archives are always available 24 hours a day at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. If you're listening live today, the phone lines are open. Call in and ask a question by dialing 347-324-3080. Now, back to The Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart. And we're back here live on The Nonprofit Coach with Greg McHale uh, from uh, Good Together. And uh, so you're, you're talking about really a sea change in helping nonprofit organizations, as you have in the past, with the technology needed to ride this wave of change uh, for the use of smartphones and mobile technology. But um, this is not necessarily easy for the average nonprofit to understand the technology underlying this kind of change. Can you help us understand how will this work? Yeah, so I, I think that's sort of the key thing. The, the idea that, and a bunch of nonprofits have explored this, we should have our own mobile app, and then you have the whole problem with, well, building the app, the cost of building the app. But the real issue is getting people to adopt the app, to download and adopt the app, And the issue is that most people, a lot of people, um, support multiple causes. It's not just about this cause or that cause. They support one or two or three or four different organizations. 
And so the idea that we had was if we built a common open platform that any nonprofit or cause organization could quickly and easily become part of, then we can open up smartphones to virtually every nonprofit and cause organization. So there's sort of two components to this thing. There's the Do Good app. And again, I want to reemphasize, you can't get it today. Don't go to the, you can't go to the Play Store or the, the uh, Apple Store to go get this. It'll launch in June. But there'll be a Do Good app both for Android and iOS. Um, and for the consumer, you'll be able to look at this app and see around you. It gives you a geographic view of businesses and nonprofits and how they interact and how you can do good and how you can get involved in different things. For the business or for the nonprofit, there's a very simple, easy-to-use back-end. And so for nonprofits, this platform is free. And so nonprofits will be able to sign up and literally just by filling in some forms, uh, describe who they are, where they are, um, events that they have upcoming, uh, uh, volunteering opportunities that they have, in-kind donations that they need. And then from within the platform, the relationship is created between the business and the nonprofit. We're working with a, a pizza chain in the Boston area as part of the launch, and they work with thousands of local nonprofits. And so their nonprofit partners are coming on board, are coming on board to populate the, the app, and the business is on board in the app populating it. And so this connection is made so that you see Lexington Farm Association is supported by the local Papagino's restaurant. That's part of who they are, part of what they do. Either side just fills in the form, describes who they are, makes the connection with the nonprofits that they support. But from the consumer end, you can go into the app, touch Lexington Farm Association, see their events, volunteering, in-kind donation opportunities, any deals that local businesses have that directly benefit them. And then down below within the app, you can see their different business partners. And when you tap on one of the business partners, you'll see that the Papaginos not only support the Lexington Farm Association, but the local fundraising group to revitalize the park or the food pantry or whoever it is. The idea here is to make it insanely simple for both businesses and nonprofits to get into smartphones and communicate with supporters. And the real power in the model is when I find a nonprofit that I care about, I can favorite it in the Do Good app. Now, one of the issues with mobile apps is there's some of them that we use all of the time, and then there's a lot of them that we get that we don't use very much at all. And we wanted to overcome that. So if you're involved with a nonprofit, the food pantry, the YMCA, the doesn't matter what it is, you can favorite it in our app. And if you have notifications turned on in your phone, you don't have to go to the app. A notification will come to you in your phone when that nonprofit has a new event, a new fundraiser. A so new like any anything else, else um, the information is going to be pushed to you if exactly. you've asked for it. So, uh, yep. so t talk to me about the practical aspect for nonprofit organizations who, you know, as, as I said, a lot of them are still trying to work on their their web strategy, and and the mobile is just way out there as as something that um, gee, I, I think it's real. Uh, gee, I, I hope it's not uh, because I don't know what to do. <laughs> Um, so is this um, a first step, maybe a uh, mobile nonprofit 1.0 uh, opportunity for nonprofits who have no clue where to go with a mobile uh, strategy? They can now start smartly connecting with those who have smartphones 
uh, by utilizing this service. That's it exactly. It's for, you know, we say it's free. It is. There's no charge. Clearly, there's some amount of time, not a lot, because you're just sort of typing and filling in forms. You do that, and you're in our platform. And in turn, you're discoverable by anybody who has our application that's near you. And so it's a, we think, it's an incredibly, insanely powerful way for nonprofits to explore the world of smartphones. But also, importantly, it's a real leverage point with their business partners. One of the things that I found doing C-Market that in for good is there is this relationship between businesses and nonprofits. The nonprofits rely on businesses for support. Businesses support nonprofits because they believe in doing good in their communities. But the business doesn't get a great value out of typically out of that support. And one of the things that I wanted to figure out was a way to better leverage that. And so you really do have, we're surrounded by these things all the time, these do-good deals where if you go to the pizza shop and have lunch, 50 cents goes to the YMCA. If you get a quote from the, the uh, insurance agency, they'll give $20 to the food pantry. There's so many opportunities around us that as we move through our retail life, we can actually make choices that impact positively cause organization. And so part of this is turning that into something that's discoverable and as importantly, shareable. Our app connects with your Facebook, with your Twitter. So when you, you know, you're a supporter of an organization, you get a push notification that there's a deal from the local pizza shop that benefits that organization and you can instantly share that with your Facebook and Twitter so that you can promote it. More people can take advantage of it. Right. Than and, and that's just the natural way that anyone who's um, active in social media, uh, wherever you might be social, um, online or using mobile technology, those are natural things that people expect to do. But for a lot of nonprofits, they lack the ability to speak that language. Without a doubt. You don't have to know... Android from iOS, you don't have to know what push notifications are. You don't have to know Twitter. You don't have to know Facebook. You don't have to know any of those things. The people who live in their smartphone platform understand all of that. You just put your content in the platform, and it's discoverable and shareable with everybody. And that's so this, what we wanted to do is make something this, crazy. This is within the next couple of years uh, going to um, be entering the lives of nonprofit organizations in a very big way. Uh, in a way that arguably the web was entering nonprofit life about 10 years ago. Yeah, and, and the other part of it is, as is typically the case in our world, adoption rates for this stuff is ever more quickly accelerated. And so consequently, as you see entire generation, I mean, you know, candidly, the, the Gen Zs and Gen Ys and Gen Xs, the penetration rates, in those age groups are incredibly high uh, for smartphones. And as they age and become bigger givers and more involved with cause organizations, they're not, they live in their smartphones. They're not suddenly going to turn around and say, boy, I hope somebody sends me a direct mail today, or I'm really looking to get email from someone. And so the idea here is quickly and easily enable nonprofits to tap into the smartphone market and, and platform candidly, without a lot of work and with no expense other than having someone who's willing to put their information in. And, and, this, and this is similar to what you did with Bidding for Good in terms of one of the innovations that you brought that helped a lot of nonprofits 
uh, was, you know, gee, I'd like to do an auction, but I don't have anything to auction off or I don't have anything of value. So you brought national partners that allowed nonprofits to suddenly have, you know, fantastic trips and things of that sort that they could add to their auction that made it look like a much more substantial um, auction. And, in fact, they raised a lot more money because of those those opportunities. You're now bringing sort of that that scale um, to, as you pointed out, um, in just one of the verticals is, is restaurants and, and dining who are already involved but don't often, you know, they, they, they have the ability to connect with the charity in front of them. Uh, but for charities yeah. who have not discovered those opportunities, they're left out. Now they won't that, be left that, out. That, that's it exactly. I just you've hit the per, you've hit the point perfectly. I, I just met with a recently with a 300 unit fast casual Chinese restaurant chain, and they believe in doing good in their community. They see arts organizations as being in alignment with their brand and who they are. They tell their managers, go forth, find local arts organizations and get involved with them. Candidly, the managers are too busy running the restaurant. And so one of the things that will be as part of this platform as we move forward is matching within these, within these dashboards. The art or, arts organization will be able to say, this is who we are. This is what our demographic is. This is the stuff that we do. And we're looking for a restaurant fundraiser. And over on the other side, a manager of this organization, uh, this restaurant chain, will be able to look in the platform, say, here are local arts organizations, here's one that fits our, here's a match with us, and they're late to do a restaurant fundraiser, and bang, the restaurant fundraiser comes together for a Monday night. The restaurant wins, the nonprofit wins. We want to make efficient that relationship, which honestly, if I don't knock on Ted Hart's door, Ted Hart is not going to be a supporter of my nonprofit. What we want to do is enable technology to better connect and match people there uh, and make it more, more efficient, both for the business and for the nonprofit. And for the consumer, we want you to be able to find good stuff around you. How can you make a difference in your community? Mm -hmm. An event, a fundraiser, a volunteering opportunity, go out to dinner but benefit a nonprofit. Right, yes. and, and doing and doing this on a platform that is already being adopted. So we're we're going to take just a really quick break. When we come back, we we've sort of talked about this issue, but um, watching the clock and, and seeing how much time we have uh, left, uh, about twelve or thirteen minutes left on the show. I really want to make sure that we make the case for all the listeners today about how important it is to start planning to get ahead of um, what's already happening. Um, in the uh, nonprofit sector, but for so many organizations, they may not have uh, a strategy. So uh, we'll be right back here after the break. Up on page one today, we celebrated the second uh, birthday of Google for Nonprofits, and now we want to make sure that all of our listeners today are able to get information about Google for Nonprofits program. Every day, millions of people are online, many of whom want to help, volunteer, and donate to a good cause. Nonprofit organizations can use many Google tools to reach potential donors around the world and raise more money. And as an approved nonprofit, it doesn't cost a thing. It's all free. Google Grants helps you promote your website with free advertising on Google.com through the AdWords program. 
With Google AdWords, you create ads and choose words or phrases related to your nonprofit organization. When people search on Google using one of your phrases, your ad will appear next to the Google search results under the Sponsored Links section. AdWords allows you to target certain geographic areas, dates, and times of day for your ads to appear. YouTube for Nonprofits is another tool that can boost donations to your organization. The program offers a number of perks that get your message out there and drive viewers to take action and donate. You can list your organization on YouTube's nonprofit channel and add call to action overlays on your videos to drive viewers to donate. Need help analyzing your website traffic and marketing effectiveness? Google Analytics is a free tool that will give you rich insight and help you increase the number of people that visit and donate to your site. Google Analytics can be invaluable to many people in your organization, such as development directors, marketing staff, and your web team. There are many other tools that can help you reach more donors and raise funds, like Google Checkout, where you can process credit card donations with no transaction fee, Google Sites to create a free website, and Website Optimizer, where you can figure out the best landing pages to turn site visitors into donors. To get started, apply for Google for Nonprofits today. So again, uh, happy uh, second birthday to Google Nonprofits. We're back here live with Greg McHale, and our topic today is smartphones and mobile technology for nonprofit organizations and the big announcement uh, coming in June of Good Together. Um, let's talk more about the why. Um, why should nonprofits really take this seriously when so many of them, as we said before, are still uh, figuring out a web strategy and then you know, at some point thinking seriously that this whole social media thing might be for real? Um, why should I care about mobile? Um, for the last two years, smart, just here in the U.S., smartphones have outsold desktop computers. Um, it's, a, it's a stunning shift. And so – you, as you look at the numbers, this is where people are interacting with things. It's where people are reading their emails. They're not reading them on their desktop anymore. They're reading them in their smartphone. They're reading them as they're on the T, as they are on the subway, as they travel through their life. And so it turns out that if you're not prepared for that, um, you're seeing, you are seeing a generational shift away from the traditional platform. If you, if you go back over time and look at how technologies are adopted in the, in, in the U.S. or globally, you see these timelines, and the timeline for adoption to when more than 50% of the market has that thing has shortened around every technology life cycle. It happened with phones. It happened with VCRs. Uh, DVDs were adopted more quickly than VCRs were, so on and so forth. It happened with desktops. It happened with laptops. And now it's happening with smartphones at an ever-accelerating rate. And so when you have, as a nonprofit, big one, small one, or anybody in between, as your, the, the people that you're looking to target live in a different device, if you don't have an optimized experience for them, forget about what we're doing, just generically, if you don't have an optimized experience for them in a mobile platform, you're going to have a problem. Uh, the Chronicle of Philanthropy just had an article March 10th about nonprofits race to get ahead of the explosion in small screens. A lot of interesting information in it, a lot of useful numbers. There's some quotes from Network for Good. And everything says, if you're not ready for this, if your website isn't ready for it, if you're not prepared for mobile giving, if you're not prepared to talk to people through their smartphones, you are not going to be ready for what happens over the next 
year, over the next two years. Yeah, and, and, and I always I always share, and I've shared on this show, I'll share it again right now, as the, the Intuit 2020 report um, estimates that by 2020, um, so just seven years from now, um, 40% of current industrialized populations will come of age not knowing a time without social networks or mobile text communication and giving. Um, 40%. So it's, I think it's easy to dismiss technology of this sort as well. You know, if I'm trying to raise money from teens or 20-something, well, then maybe I need to take it seriously. But, but you know, I raise money from serious people, and, of course, while they might dabble in mobile, they're not actually using it. But, but to, to say that you're, you're going to ignore um, a very short time horizon for potentially 40% of the population, uh, that's a mistake. That's that's the key issue right now. The, you, the, the folks that you target today, um, not so politely put, are not, go, are not going to be here tomorrow. And if you're not getting ready for Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen X, then you're not prepared for what happens next. I look at my nieces and nephews. I mean, that's part of where the idea for this thing came from. And I look at them and how they use mobile devices, smartphones and tablets, and how they don't use desktops and laptops and email, and it becomes an undeniable avoid at your own peril force. Um, and, you know, the interesting thing is, for me, part of the, part of the reason I've been doing this, the younger generations give proportionately what older generations do. They just don't make as much money and consequently don't give as much in terms of total dollars, but they are your future. And you're also seeing adoption rates increase and a shift in pattern with the older generation. You've got 39% of the younger boomers use smartphones all the time. 61% of Generation X has smartphones, uses them all the time. You can't avoid those folks. And so and part, and part getting of ready is planning, for- planning ahead, right? I mean, this is... Um, I mean, certainly you could say, well, I'll put this off. I'll, I'll put this off for, for a while, and it, it's not really going to affect me. And I think the reality is, is right now, today, nonprofits listening to this show, if you don't have a mobile strategy today, you're probably not inordinately being harmed. The problem is, is that this isn't just a switch that you, you turn on when you want the money to flow to you. There's a serious social aspect to this, and you're either social or you're not. And those who are can see through a phony. And that's you've got to. I mean, this is happening today. This is how people are living in these devices today. And so, at a minimum, you should be looking. You, there's you, one of the things that we think is cool about what we're doing is because there isn't a cost, because it's not about developing your own app, that it's about leveraging this larger idea and platform that we're building. It's a great way to experiment with how you can interact people in a, with people in a smartphone world, how you can leverage your business partners. And I can guarantee you this, your business partners care about reaching consumers in smartphones and reaching them across their social graph. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to walk down the street and ask a business partner to support you, um, the idea that you're part of something like this that reaches into the smartphone, the, the key message is, with my smartphone, I know where I am. I know I'm out of home. I'm ready to buy. It's where 
businesses want to reach me, or nonprofits have to reach me all. Well, and, and, and the reality is, I mean, the, what, you're, what you're developing here is, is, is one approach, but it's a serious approach for nonprofits for a couple of different reasons. One is uh, they probably lack the knowledge and the budget to develop their own app. And unless you're a very large uh, organization, the chances of your donors adopting a separate app or having uh, on their phone, you know, 15 apps for their favorite nonprofits is pretty small audience, um, because you're you're coming into for the average nonprofit, you're coming into a market that is already crowded with apps. Um, so either you're going to be uh, um, relevant on a platform that has that, that may become adopted, and let, let's be honest, you know, this hasn't launched yet, so we don't know what the adoption rate will be like. But it's far more likely, I think, that it's going to be this sort of crowd um, sourcing of app for nonprofits uh, than it is going to be individual apps for every nonprofit. With, without a doubt, I mean, there there is app fatigue. And the issue is when, you know, there's four or five or six or ten that we use on a frequent basis, and if you're the 20th, the 30th, the 40th, unless you are the most absolutely committed supporter of that particular nonprofit, you're not going to interact with that on a regular basis, and you probably support more than one organization. Right. And one and of the so other things, if you, if you are that super, super um, supportive individual, you then have to ask yourself as the nonprofit, what is the incremental value of having the app in the first place if the relationship is already so strong? Because yeah, the exactly. app is, is partly about solidifying a relationship that can grow over time as opposed to one that's already there. Without a doubt. And so one of the other things that we'll be adding to this, and so, again, emphasize once, this launches in June in Boston, our standard do-good app. But in the fall, we'll be adding something else, which is what we call do-good-give. And that's the ability for any cause organization to create, manage, and measure a mobile giving campaign. It's completely different from, you know, a lot of mobile giving today is thought of as text-to-give. That's where the bulk of dollars move in mobile. Mm. We wanted to create something that sort of changed how a nonprofit cause organization can create something and how it can be shared. And one of the things that we're doing with this that we think is really cool, and as we show to people, we've gotten a reaction that it's cool, this appeal in your smartphone, the nonprofit, the cause organization, can have up to a 20-second video where where they get to make the appeal to you. This is why I'm trying to raise money. And then as you go through our little this little extension to the app and say, sure, I'll give five bucks. At the other end, you can in turn uh, hit what we call the My Two Cents button and record up to a six-second video of why you just gave. And then you share that across your social graph. Mm-hmm. And now somebody on your social graph can watch your video, watch the appeal video, and click the give from there. Now, this is a generational thing. There's no doubt, like, if I, if I show it to older boomers, uh, people look at it and say, I'm not sure I really want to be telling people <laughs> right. simply via video what but, I'm doing. But younger, younger folks, too, and this, this is, you know, again, like everything else that we talk about here on the show, this is not a silver bullet. This is not going to do the fundraising for you. But this is a smart piece of technology that's important for nonprofits to begin integrating into their overall plan. I am uh, mindful of our time, so I want to make sure, Greg McHale, uh, as our Page 2 expert today, um, how can my listeners reach you? Uh, let's see. Uh, anybody can email me at greg, G-R-E-G, at goodtogether, and it's G-O-O-D, the number 2, 
G-E-T-H-E-R.com. Or if they're interested in signing up to, to become part of the, uh, the, the product launch or take an early preview or whatnot, go to www.goodtogether.com. And we have provided a, a link in the radio links at Ted Hart today to uh, the goodtogether.com uh, uh, website. Greg McHale, thank you so much for being our guest today. Uh, as always, thought-provoking and industry-leading, uh, and we appreciate and hope that you'll come back and make sure that you share the next generation of Good Together. Ted, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. You bet. Everyone, we will be back on April 30th. Mark your calendar. This is the end of today's episode of The Nonprofit Coach. You've been listening to The Nonprofit Coach Radio Show with Ted Hart. Tell all your friends to check out our production schedule and download our iPod and iPad-friendly podcast at tedhart.com. Thanks for listening to The Nonprofit Coach. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.